The most important thing is that you have a vision, that you have a goal. Because without that vision and without that goal, again, you're drifting around and you're never going to end up anywhere. People don't become successful just by accident. You're going to get your ass kicked, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. You got to get up, you got to have faith that the one thing you wanted to happen, oftentimes is the best thing that never happened. So have faith, just keep that in mind, keep plugging away. Never accept the limitations of someone else. Somebody told you that it's impossible. Don't even try. Give up before you even fucking try it for yourself. Never accept the goddamn limitations that someone else has placed upon you. And now, fitnessinformant.com presents the Iron Union Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back inside Fitness Informant HQ here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Fitness Informant founder and CEO Ryan Buckeye. This week live on site, Frisco, Texas, a.k.a. Dallas, a.k.a. The Star. We went down to visit Nick Stella and company at Rise Supplements. For those who've been living under a rock, Rise had just a phenomenal rise, no pun intended, in 2021, winning our Breakout Brand of the Year Award and is in the middle, in the middle of a conversation for 2022 Brand of the Year at this point for the moves that they are making. Nick Stella, one of the youngest CEOs in our industry. He's aggressive. He's hungry. He is going after it all, and rightfully so. They have the number one selling pre-workout at Vitamin Shop. Actually, I think the number one, two, and three uh, at this point selling pre-workout at Vitamin Shop. They have a lot of momentum going into 2022. The only thing is that they need to fix their supply chain issues in terms of stock, but once they do that, who knows? But I had a great time in Dallas and Frisco with Nick, with Greg, with TJ, with the company, Noel. Noel came in from South Africa. It was like a 24-hour trip for him to visit, uh, not to visit, just to, to stay. So finally got to try Godzilla, which is their um, intense pre-workout featuring nitrates, featuring thinkamine, featuring a lot of stuff, and I absolutely Love the pre-workout. But before we get to Nick, update here for those who've been following us on social media. Probably know that I tore my bicep tendon a couple weeks ago and I have surgery coming up this week. So obviously this podcast will be time stamped. I'm having surgery uh, to repair the ruptured tendon in my right distal bicep tendon. So, um, you know, you can't really see much, although it hurts like a son of a bitch. Um, it's unfortunate. I tore it bowling of all things. With my three-year-old, she's never been bowling. I haven't been bowling in years. And I said, let's go do this. Let's kill some time. I think Aurora would love this. So my wife, my three-year-old Aurora, and our 11th-month-old, almost a year-old Charlotte went to the bowling alley. Tenth frame, which those who are not familiar with bowling, is the last frame in bowling. The last ball I threw, snap. Felt heard a pop in my right forearm slash elbow area. Knew something was wrong. Went to urgent care, got an MRI scheduled for that following Monday. Went in Monday, the following Wednesday, met with my doctor who confirmed that it was a complete rupture. So surgery on Thursday, uh, recovery time, four to six months. I'm going to be documenting my recovery because I think it's going to be interesting for all of you to watch this as I'm going to be using peptides, potentially growth hormone, and obviously smart rehabilitation to get back into the gym and get back into my way of life sooner rather than later. I play softball, I play golf, and this just happens to happen right before summer. So uh, that is my fire. So for those who had you know, been following or been looking forward to my prep journey with Adam Besick, obviously that is not going to happen. We had stopped all compounds. I'm on my TRT at this point. We'll start peptides post-surgery and go from there. So that'll be a podcast probably in itself, but if you like what you see and hear today, whether you're watching via YouTube, listening at iTunes, Spotify, or any major podcast platform, hit that subscribe button. Also, if you like it, Write us a review, helps out the algorithm so more people can discover the Iron Union Podcast. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok. We have a lot of new short format creatives going up on Instagram and TikTok that I'm extremely excited about, extremely proud about, featuring myself and my wife, Danielle, which you'll be seeing a lot more of her here on the channel because the one thing that this space is missing or has been missing and will continue to miss unless we change it is somebody to speak for the females. It's not my 
You know, I'm not the best person in the world to speak over for females because it should be a female speaking to females. So Danny is going to be showcased here on the channel quite a bit more. So with that said, I'm going to toss it down to Frisco. We are in the podcast room, the recording room. It is Nick Stella, Greg Helton, and an up-and-comer, Brett Westover, who is very good at what he does in terms of shorts and TikTok and reel. And yours truly, I hope you enjoy this. Let's go. Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. Willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. special guest we actually got three special guests ryan buckeye greg helton and brett westover this is the rise and grind podcast episode unknown but we're going to get into it greg introduce yourself my name is greg helton i am the vp and partner of rise and i've been in the industry for just under a decade now and it's uh it's been a ride bucky dude i mean i got no fancy title though just fitness informant fitness informant that's my name too i don't even have a real name Ryan Bucky, a.k.a. Fitness Informant. Brett Westover, introduce yourself. Brett Westover, CEO of Let's Talk About It and the Director of Innovations here at Rise. Let's go. Oh, man, you got taste tests coming in live and hot already? Right away, right off the bat. Let's jump into some taste tests, and then we're going to introduce you, Ryan Bucky. This is a professional podcast. Buckeye, I'm sorry. You call me what you want. Buckeye. I'm just used to Bucky. I'm, I'm just going to say Bucky. It's been like seven years. Yeah, Ryan Buckeye. What do we got here? Are we telling people or are we just... Pink Star Blast. Okay. And we're, we're talking pre-workout here? We're we... talking pre-workout, yep. <laughs> All right, so we're stimming up. Yep. This is loaded pre. I want you guys to give initial... Jake wants us to give initial reactions to our loaded pre-workout Pink Blast. This Mind you, I just took Godzilla like two hours ago, it's okay. so... You're not going to die, probably. I don't think so. One so or two scoops. Two. I ain't a bitch. Do two. Oh, that's good. Ooh. This is pink burst? Yeah. I'm going to finish this one. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's bazooka. This yeah. bazooka. Yeah, yeah, it's that's definitely, bazooka. It's definitely gum. Yeah. 100% gum. 100% yeah. pink burst. It's very good. That's phenomenal. Bubble gum is one of my favorite flavor yeah. profiles. What I was going to say, wow, it? that's bomb. I was going to say, what does that hit at the end? Yeah. All right, Jake. I'm giving it uh, 
9.5. It's definitely 9.3. 9.3? I'm going to go with 9.4. I, 9.3 because not normally good on bubblegum, but the grape is ridiculous. Phenomenal. All right, what's next? We don't know. All right, unknown. Figure it out. It's like Russian roulette. Smell it, and then you should get a sense of what it is. Well, you were so confident that I was Pink Star. Is this a PG mm. podcast? Because I had, I mean, what he just said, I wanted to say something, and I don't no, know. You, like, you it, say whatever you want. You know, smell it first, Greg Helton, and then you can decide if you want it or not. I always smell this it. This is 100% Pink Star Blast. See, Nick knows what he wants. Yeah. Oof. Pink Blast. Yep. One thing you guys have done well since day one was the flavoring systems. I'm giving it a 10. Fucking 10. I mean, a 10. 10. I don't give 10s. Very rarely. Whatever. I think Ring Pop was the last one for me. A 10? Ring Pop's a 10. Yeah. Ring Pop's a 10. Yeah, I'd say Sunny D's close to a 10 for me, but I'm a, I like orange. That's my yeah, favorite. I'm a big cherry fan. Do we not have Same. Sunny D loaded over here? Oh, okay. We're jumping the gun. We didn't even rate it. Well, I mean, that... that well, he gave it a 10. Yeah, well, I nine seven. I'd say like nine two. I, I like the I, I like the bazooka better personally. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. I like the All uniqueness right. of the bazooka more, so I'm gonna go nine flat. Do you have the strawberry cheesecake? Oh, okay, it's just on the list. Okay, but as as a CEO, Nick, does it yes like make you excited when people tell you that they they like the non licensed mm. flavors better? Um, because from, from a financial standpoint, they're more beneficial. It's, yeah, it's all about experience. Um, so I don't care either way, as long as they have a good experience. As long as they like it. Yeah. Will we try here? What's this? But, you know, with the license, a little point on that, I feel like it segues people into the brand, and then they're not disappointed when they try our other ones. Mm-hmm. What is this one? That's the Sunny D. I think it's fire. In the loaded formula. Yeah. It tastes slightly different than the other one, though. Smoother. Yeah. yeah. There's, smoother. There's no nitrate, so it's not as, like, salty kick. Right. Yeah, the nitrates like base it. it out, too. I like it. Now that we all just had a pre-workout, let's get into it. <laughs> all right. Of the day. <clears throat> let's do this. I'm going to ask a question. Okay. Then you're going to ask a question. Okay. We can all answer. The first question is kind of based for you. Introduce yourself a little bit more. Where did you come from? How did you get into fitness? And how the hell did you get to be a fitness informant? All right. Consolidated because it could take on forever. Um, One minute. Yeah. Go. No, I got my MBA. Took a job with Supplement Warehouse. For those who don't know, it was probably the second largest online retailer back in 2014, the bodybuilding.com. Left there after six months because the ship was sinking. Uh, and I pitched to Europa at that time. I said, let's start a YouTube channel where we review supplements, where we start educating consumers on what the stuff is that they're taking because everything was prop blends. And I was taking things that made me feel like I was on drugs. Yep. And I realized something isn't right. Like, and it wasn't. Greg, you know, and those of you around, it wasn't right. Um, they liked the idea, but they didn't like the idea of shedding light on some of the things that were being used in the space. So I was like, Especially well, that they were selling. That's weird, right? So like, I left. I took a digital marketing gig, um, and we started a, a YouTube channel, a, a website. We thought we were going to get rich doing affiliate income or affiliate marketing. Things spiraled. Uh, started calling out certain brands that we thought were doing some shady things, picked up some steam. And then eventually in 18, I left General Mills, where I was running a $140 million brand uh, to run Fitness Informant full-time to essentially do that, just keep educating the consumer. Entrepreneur, I like yeah. it. Okay. Your turn. Oh, my question now. Uh, yeah. this is, right, so, Nick, Nick, you have a reputation within the space. So, <laughs> I, I, know, I know people who are watching or listening are probably fans of Rise. You might not know the industry BS, but this guy here isn't the most loved by people in the space. What do you think it is that puts people off about you? Um, I think I just call it how it is. Sure. And a lot of people bullshit in this industry and a lot of people lie. And I just call it how it is. If you're going to call me out, example, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to fight me. <laughs> I don't, I don't give a shit. Before. Yeah. Um, and I think people like hide behind social media so much now. And that's just not me. Yeah. But do, yeah, do I'm think, an asshole. Do you think your competitive nature has a lot to do with it? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I literally called someone out publicly to fight me. Uh, box me. Charity boxing match. But yeah, that's my competitive nature. My wrestling background for sure. Yeah. Like, Greg, you knew this coming over here. Yeah. Is that something that you like about Nick? Yeah, so just like a little history. I've, Wait, let me I've touch been... one more thing. I don't publicly bash people too. So when people come at me, I know I should take it like as like a good thing and not insulting, but I fucking hate that. So I'm going to retaliate. 
Fair. So I've known, like, before I joined Rise, I've known Nick for, I'd say, what, three years? Like, just, like, the year after you started Rise, probably? Four years. Yeah, something like yeah. that. So, I mean, we've we've tossed ideas back and forth. We've talked. He's called for advice. I've called him for advice, yada, yada. And I've always known that he's competitive. And a good example, last week there was a fight Sean Strickland fought, and he's kind of like the villain in the UFC. He just, he like, he calls everything like it is. It's a job to him. He loves beating people up. He's, there's no, like, minced words or anything. And, like, that's Nick, sort of. Like, he, he'll be competitive, but he's not going to be competitive where it's always going to be respectful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be full-blown competitive when it is competitive, and I think it's a driving force to success, too. Sure. So, What do you think about that, Brett? What do you think about my competitiveness? I love it. Love it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally agree where you come from because uh, I feel like I respond in a similar fashion. Uh, but when it comes from people trying to attack you, I do the same thing. Just right. open and honest about it and uh, try to spread the positive light about the industry that a lot of people don't know about. I, I think both of us are in a position that we get attacked as well. Though, a lot. Because yeah. we put ourselves out there. So yep. we, uh, we're right there with you, bud. Yeah, yep. good. We'll get into that too. But <laughs> Supplement content. So if you guys don't know and you probably don't, Brett, so if you're you're taping this, right? Yeah. So Brett is kind of a new new face in the supplement review industry. Uh, huge on TikTok, especially. Um, does a great job, gets tons of views. And Ryan, I would say you're more on the Instagram end. But yeah. you're getting into TikTok now. You're on YouTube as well, Instagram right? Instagram web-based. And t- and yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to know the difference why you guys think fitness content works. And there's two radical different types. Why do you think it works? And what do you think works well? Start, Brett. All right, so what I think works well is snappy educational content that the average consumer can understand in 30 to 60 seconds. I think that works very well, especially nowadays with technology. Everything moves so quickly. So if you can grab someone's attention within those first couple of seconds and then elaborate on it in 30 to 60 seconds, you know, like, for example, like you walk into a GNC. Mm-hmm. And I bet nine out of 10 times, if you ask a question, they're not going to be able to answer it in 30 to 60 seconds. So with us said, do you kind of dumb it down for the user? Because Ryan, I feel like you get ultra into the science. Uh, not as much as you think. More than Brett. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so do you think dumbing it down? Is there a certain level you dumb it down to? Yeah. 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 yeah because I mean, before this, uh, we were in similar positions. I wanted to make fitness content and it was kind of like, uh, like yeah. I don't think it's worth your time. So I was like, well, I'll do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And it ended up growing larger than I ever expected. But at the same time, it was like the people that used to come into the store that I managed, they didn't want to hear the deep down science. They wanted to know what worked, what tasted good, what yeah. made them feel a certain way. They didn't care about, you know, uh, certain ingredients and how they work and the different pathways in the body. They right. don't care. No, no. they don't. Mm-hmm. We're not that much different, honestly. So uh, Brett's stuff is entertaining, quick to the point, dumb yep. it down. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. I said we could present this information in a quicker format prior to TikTok, but in an entertainment, an entertaining way. So my pro wrestling background, mm-hmm. whatever I did there. But on the web-based stuff, like I write longer stuff, content yeah. on web for SEO purposes, yep. but there's, yep. a, there's a section for effectiveness that's a paragraph long. They probably scroll that, read it, and leave. So there's other place, people okay. in the space that have super, super in-depthy stuff, right? We know that people are going to be on a web page for a minute and a half max before they bounce. Right. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, like, uh, more place, more dates, he sits there and rattles off fucking 10 minutes of a certain ingredient. Mm-hmm. I right. guess he, to he, your point, though, like, Pricepilow has a ton of informational content that stretches their blog and informational pages where you keep it a little more key. I like that there's a mix of both, like a kind of our website, right? Like we have a ton of information. We have a ton of, you know, clinical studies referenced or whatever, but our content is super short, snappy and to the point. Yeah. Cause I mean, like some of your stuff, like here's three things to know about rise pre-workout or whatever it might be like, that's it. That's all they need to know. And they they know exactly what what they're going to get before they get five seconds into the video. For sure. And I think you also have to look the part. Like, you and I both work out. We live, breathe this shit. It's not like we're keyboard warriors. So they look at us and they're like, okay, they know what they're talking about. Right. Okay. So, uh, all right. So, do you want to ask a question? I'm good for now. (laughs) Let's go. Your turn. Back and forth. Let's battle. The biggest struggle for you has obviously been keeping things in stock. You're growing significantly with Vitamin Shop. You're having conversations with super large retailers. That's going to change even what you thought this company probably was going to be when you started. I, I, I think yeah, when you started... I told you, you two years ago what I was going to be. Did you know? Like, did you think like someday you could potentially be on the, the shelves of the largest retailer 
in America. So again, the wrestling background in me, yeah. Okay. Uh, I always want to be the best. I was the best. Um, so yeah, but there has been a lot of challenges and I would say it's in levels. There's levels to this business that every time you level up, it gets harder. So like from inventory management, when you're a certain set revenue company or you're in so many stores, that next level gets really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And it's every time it keeps leveling up and harder and harder. So there's always new challenges. Um, and then on the inventory end, I'm going to let Greg touch in on some of this, but we've we've done a lot to mitigate uh, being out of stock all the time. So we're really working on that and we're opening up other manufacturing. But yeah, that's, that's a challenge. And especially with COVID right now. Yeah. And like, what I've noticed, not even just in the industry, but just life in general, like you're never going to, once you solve a certain set of problems, like you're not, that's it. It's not, you never reach that goal where you just don't have problems anymore. The problems just evolve. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing. I mean, like for brands that don't have a giant amount of awareness, the problem is selling, right? So you're hitting the phones, you're hitting the doors, you're, you're doing whatever you can to sell the product. And then the problem with brands that rapidly gain a ton of awareness and really hit the ground running, the problem is keeping it in stock, keeping new product development on, on key you know, innovating in content and things like that. So on the inventory side, I mean, for us, and I give it to Nick, like it, the, the amount that rise blow up over the last, I'd say six to eight months was not exactly something that, and he might say that he planned to be the be- the biggest, you know, supplement company in the world and that's fine, but doing it within such a short time span and in channels that we thought would take a little bit of time to gain some foothold, it's no one can be prepared for that. And it's, I, I call it the perfect storm because like not only did we grow rapidly, rapidly in some of the, the biggest national chain retailers on planet earth, but we did it during the absolute worst possible time in history for supply chain in general, but definitely for supply chain in our industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, yeah, we're playing catch up at this point and, you know, we've put a lot of things in place. We put a lot of investments in place. We've, we've put a lot of risk in place to to get us where we need to be. And within the next two to three months, we'll be exactly where we need to be. And that's just, once we solve that problem, there's going to be a different set. And those, those problems are going to be larger probably. And that's just how, mm-hmm. that's how it works. I'm right? Sure. So. I mean, arguably there's a lot of brands that are out of stock right now. So it's not just us. Uh, wouldn't you, you'd probably know better. You see a lot of brands in and out of stock. Yeah. That yeah, you yeah. market or you. Yeah, no, review? definitely hundred percent. Yeah. There's a lot of times that, I'll uh, recommend certain products and then I look and it's out of stock and uh, just on to the next one. But uh, just walk to stores. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. It's important. Uh, But unfortunately, ours is more out of stock than others. So we're fixing that though, guys. All right. You get a pre workout with only, uh, we have four ingredients here, but I'm going to say three ingredients. You get to pick three ingredients in a pre workout. What are your three ingredients going to be, Greg, first? Citrulline, caffeine. Dun, dun, dun. Choline. Okay. It's an interesting. I'm not too far off. Exogenous nitrates, caffeine, and alpha GPC. Okay. Fair. I'm going to go with caffeine. I'm going to avoid uh, the nootropic side. I need beta alanine. And I'm going to go with nitrates. Okay. I'm going to go citrulline because I react better to citrulline than nitrates personally. I'm going to go beta alanine because I'm a big, big, big fan of beta. And I'm going to go a heavy dose of caffeine. What's heavy? Probably 400. Okay. Fair. Yeah. What you got? What question? What's been, so you've aligned Rise with several different <clears throat> athletes, influencers in the past, and now you guys have a building full of athletes and influencers. You guys create some amazing content. What did you learn from I don't know if you want to call them failed relationships, but you've had mm-hmm. Conor McGregor, you've had Joey Swole, you've had some big names, didn't necessarily potentially work out. Like, what did you learn from those relationships, business partnerships that you now apply to the team, which for those who have never been here before, it's pretty amazing to see these guys all, it's like a family. Yep. I think the biggest thing is just because you have 10 million followers doesn't mean you have 10 million people that'll buy supplements, sure. right? So you want to find the people that can really influence that's why they're called influencers you want to influence their audience and you know a lot of people just don't have it so a lot of in the past yeah sure they had a lot of followers but they didn't influence people to buy dietary supplements right so we found micro influencers are working great uh and we just find people that have really good engaging content that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. what do you think yeah no i totally agree i've been 
um, of part of different situations with influencers mm-hmm. that are 10 times my following across all socials and uh, their performance is unbelievably low. Yeah. So you can go ahead and pay salaries to some of these guys, but are you going to see a return on that investment? There's a very good chance you're not. And at the same time, um, there's a lot of other people that you could pick up that are going to do better. For example, like, have you guys all seen Moneyball Mm -hmm. movie? movie. Similar situation, right? Like because you have the biggest guy on earth doesn't mean you're going to be the biggest brand on earth. Right. Right. I, mean, I like it. It's like we were just talking earlier about bodybuilders and things like that. And they're, they're, yeah. there's no ROI with those guys yeah. anymore. It's it's people yep. like you. It's me. We're, yeah. We look like them. We talk like them. We live life like them. So it's it's been cool to see. I hate the term influencer sometimes, yeah. but I mean, it's, it is it is what it is. I mean, that's. Yeah. No, really I mean, at the are. end of the day, it's not an influencer. Like a big part of our brand is my page. Mm. You know, we get a million views a week on my page. Thanks to Jake over there. But we sell a ton off my page. I'm not an influencer. It's just giving back good content. And a perfect example is Noel. So Noel started in the industry to help kids and give good content. Yep. He didn't care to sell a fucking thing. And he just sells a ton because he gives great content. He's not trying to influence people to buy stuff. He puts it out there. Hey, I'm with Rise. If you want to buy it, buy it. Great. If not, I'm still going to give you great content. Mm-hmm. So I think the word influencer is out the window now. I see. I disagree. And you, like you said, you hate the word influencer, and you say that you're not an influencer. But why wouldn't you just break down the word influencer for what mm-hmm. it means, right? Like, how are you? I'm not, not an trying influencer? to influence people to buy anything. No, you're, you're not trying. But you know, you're educating. You're you're answering questions. You're delivering valuable content, and that creates influence. So, like, when you think about someone like Conor McGregor, he's not an influencer. He's just a famous person with a very broad audience. Right. Right. You are you are delivering influential information and value to people in a very niche audience, which is why it's more engaging. So what do you call Conor McGregor? Figurehead? Of celebrity? Just a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, like, you know, you, you never see people like Derek Jeter using a coupon code for Gatorade. Like, it's just not how that works. Right. That's just, that's kind of like this extrinsic value that you can't really measure, but you know that they're a celebrity and are people buying Gatorade because of it? Maybe. Is it just some loose, you know, like I'd, advertising, maybe. I just think the influencer thing's overplayed. I think everybody wants to be an influencer. The amount of times we get hit up to be an athlete for our company mm-hmm. yeah. and they don't have enough followers or they don't want to start in the affiliate program and prove themselves. It's just, I don't like the word influencer because of that. Yeah, fair. Agreed. It's gotten a bad rap. I think it needs yeah. to get broken down more to where it is. Um, I do have a question, though, for both of you. Oh, where do you see the supplement industry going next? Whether it's trends, dun, dun, just... Dun, dun, dun. Overall, macro. For for us? Uh, well, for you two. You, I'll go you first. Two. Yeah, go for uh, it. I would say it's transitioning into the lifestyle. So, like, I, I mean, I consider myself a uh, a big part of that, too, because I, I don't identify as a bodybuilder. You know, what, 10, 20 years ago, like, bodybuilders are what sold supplements. Oh, for sure. Right? And I think that's the difference. Tried to sell supplements. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very true. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a big difference on how content works now. Yeah. You know, the biggest guy isn't the one always getting the most views. It's not the guy that's bringing in the most money, making the most sales. It's mm-hmm. people that are relatable, right? And that uh, relatable content transitions into lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and especially with like collaboration products and stuff like that, there's people that haven't worked out in 20, 30 years that are now, you know, in their like 50s. And they're like, oh man, I remember Ring Pop or I remember Sunny D, stuff like that. And they're going to those because they're not necessarily trying to look like a bodybuilder. They just want to enjoy working out and enjoy the products that they're taking. Yeah, the nostalgia yeah. effect, of course. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you're going to see a lot of brands die. Uh, I think the big brands are going to prevail. Uh, I see a lot of a lot of companies and they use sketchy ingredients. And I yeah. think that's going to fall off, especially because of what just happened in the industry, someone going to prison. Um so I think there's going to be a lot more people noticing that. And I do think the FDA is going to step in a little bit more. Yeah, I think formulations change quite a bit in terms of more like generalized health, better for you products. We've seen it yeah. in like Nutra Cosmetics. We've seen gaming now be taken mm-hmm. on, yep. um, longevity, different things of that nature. But also on the marketing side, and Nick's a great example of this, is Rise has a personality. You know, right. Ghost has a personality. The people behind the brands are putting themselves out there. You're letting people in your life. Fitness informant, I show my kids, I show my wife, yeah. like when they feel like they know the person behind the brand and they could, you know, these people have never met you, Nick, but they probably consider you a friend. Yeah. I mean, it's a trust factor too. Yeah. You're consuming these products. <laughs> you're literally putting these in your body. It's not a piece of clothing that you're wearing. Like you got to trust where it's coming from. Yeah. I would think, I yeah. mean, I wouldn't put something random 
I mean, by definition, body. it's not a drug, but it's a drug. Oh, it's I mean, a drug. Yeah, I mean, and just by definition, coffee's not a drug, right. but it's a drug. Yeah. And it's, you know what, it's, I kind of, I agree. And I think that what, kind of what he said, like bigger brands would die, smaller brands are going to die and you're going to level out in the middle. And what you're talking about with kind of like, you know, I'm, a, I've always been a big proponent of we're not selling products, right? So we're selling a brand yeah. and we're selling a culture and we're selling how we feel because like not for nothing, we have open labels. Anyone can copy these formulas. Anyone can copy these flavors. Anyone with enough money and hustle can go out and get the, the licenses that we get. That's not what it is though, right? Like we're, it's more than that. It's the culture. It's how we do it. It's how we let people into how we do it. It's the transparency. It's that's, that's what makes a brand now, I think. And the people who aren't doing that, they're either going to cap out at a low level or they're going to die. I'm not going to lie, guys. That beta alanine's hit me hard. Me too. I was just scratching my face <laughs> looking like at Jake. sweating. I'm like, okay. Um, my turn. Uh, da, 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 da. One supplement for the rest of your life. You only get one. Like Ryan. an ingredient or a Buckeye. One supplement. <sighs> High quality multivitamin. Just because I think um, the the stuff that we So rise today, by the focus. Got it. I mean, the stuff that we get today that we buy at the grocery store is not what it was 20 years ago. The soil doesn't have as many nutrients nowadays. I mean, it's just, it's lacking a lot. We tend to eat like shit. I mean, overall. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, we're, and I think that we're deficient in so many different vitamins and minerals and we just don't know. So I, I'm taking a, a high quality <clears throat> multivitamin daily. All right. Brett? Does an energy drink count as a supplement? <laughs> yeah. It does. It does? Yeah. Oh, it'd have to be an energy drink. Okay. Yeah, I can't get rid of that. Greg? Um, I'm kind of with you almost, but I pre-workout heavy in nootropics. Okay. Pre-workout for me. I need my fucking pre-workout. I need something that I can feel every day. It's what I take every single day, whether it's to sit here and do work or to work out so yeah i love my drugs yeah <laughs> you're not <drugs. laughs> no i need my pre-workout so i'm pre-workout this question for like we to ask everybody, what's been the biggest failure in your professional life my professional doesn't life. have to be at rise i mean it could be your life before rise oh, I, can't well, wait. I mean um my biggest failure was conor mcgregor um it almost tanked us in the beginning it was a huge cash outlay uh, I had to take loans out. So the only time I've ever taken a loan out for this company was to prepay him and he did not do what he was supposed to do. And it hurt and it took a long time to dig myself out of that debt. So that was my biggest failure. Even though some people might think it was one of the coolest things. I mean, it was hot at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't convert to what you would think for what we should have got Khabib. Should have got Khabib, man. <laughs> um, the amount we paid him was... Ridiculous. Not worth the squeeze. Yeah, significant. Juice wasn't worth the squeeze for sure there. What about Brett? I mean, you're, you're, I mean, we've made failures in what we've done. Yeah. Um, I think getting aligned with the wrong companies too early. Yeah. I think uh, if I would have pursued other options originally, um, I think I'd be in a better position. Not, may, not necessarily better, but I'd be more advanced in what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm trying to say you're here now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I should have done this. What the? Much earlier. No, I'm just kidding. Much earlier. What do you got? Guy that asked the question. Well, I got to ask Greg first. All right. I don't, I, to be honest, I don't like calling anything a failure because everything that I've done in the industry, I've been with three companies really other than just freelance work that I've done on the side. So nothing. I got one for you. In terms of, uh, yeah, me too. It's a, it was a six month failure, but that's again, a very giant learning experience that you can't change bad apples. But anyway, um, like I said, everything for me has been a learning experience. Like may I have stayed at brands too long where I saw the runway shortening up. Um, maybe, but even <clears> then it's learning experience. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine is just trusting people. I shouldn't have, you know, I lost money in a, in a distributor partnership in Canada. Maybe you learn for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, but I mean, that's just like, that was cash flow at the time in which the business needed it. Uh -huh. um, yeah. We, 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 and same with you, obviously the cash flow is probably a little bit different. Conor McGregor probably won, you know, 12 X what we lost, but you know, we rebounded from it. So and it's one of those things. Now we changed policies, procedures and what we do because of it. And it's just something that I didn't think so was, was an expensive learning experience. I didn't think the world was filled with assholes, but G give me was. another one. That's a road bump. But that's it. I mean, honestly, like in terms of a professional failure, okay. I mean, getting fired from technically, I got fired from something warehouse because I was shopping for another job. That's okay. the best failure of my life. Yeah, because it yeah, led me. I like to that one better. Informant. Okay, I'm with it.
I started the music again, but we're back from our little intermission. Intermission. Yes, sir. Smoke break. Yeah, smoke break. All right, so <clears throat> what do you think the biggest ingredient innovation is right now? Who? Biggest. I, honestly, I'm going to go a different route. It's part you, of ingredients. You can do a category, too, it's, if you want. It's, I think it's the, the DR capsules and, like, the sustained release yeah. Um, yeah. of things. And, and I know you guys are fans of it because it's – we know there's a lot of ingredients where like the bioavailability sucks. So they're doing certain things now that can help increase that. Whether, you know, you have certain ingredients like estrogen, but I, I really like the sustained slash delayed yeah. release capsules that allow us to potentially have, you know, caffeine over a period of time or um, GDAs. It's, there's some stuff with that now that allows you to take a GDA 10 minutes before instead of an hour before. So I think the innovation around delivery mechanisms within our space is, is really exciting stuff. You know, I, uh, I got to agree. I, we love time-released caffeine. Uh, we put in all of our formulas, mm-hmm. every single one there, um, mostly for a crash because people dread a crash. And I've taken pre-workouts that don't have it in there, and I crash hard. Yeah, I never crash off any of our stuff. So, and not to this isn't like throwing them under the bus, but then you don't have to look at like teacrine and dynamine, which are expensive yeah. and taste yeah. like shit. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you it's, right. sorry, Matt Titlow, but like <laughs> you know, it gives you an opportunity to stay away from things that can taint the taste because you guys, your guys' flavors are awesome. Yeah. Had you had those two in there, I'm not saying that you can't flavor it, but I bet you they wouldn't be as good. Yeah, no. our RTD has dynamine in it. RTD, yeah, but that's lower dosage compared. Yeah, to lower dosage yeah. for sure. What do you got? Yeah, I agree. I love the category of delayed release. I no. actually wasn't going to go that direction. Then you said it. And I'm like, fuck. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in terms of like actual ingredients, there are things like you know, um, I think we're seeing more glutathione things of that nature used within pump formulas. And I think it works really well, but I mean, it's, it's not, it's not new. It's just being utilized in a I mean, different manner. Uh, now. Right. I think there's more nootropics coming on the scene mm-hmm. too. So we use vincamine yeah. and we really love it here. Yep. Uh, we're like addicts for it. Yeah. Uh, and we're the, uh, there's one, there's yep. one other company, Is there, yeah, uh, that, force factor. Yeah. See, brain berries, uh, a new one coming in now that we're seeing, which yeah. again, nootropic, um, it's mushrooms are gaining popularity like crazy. Yeah, I was in the middle of going the mushroom route, but honestly, the delivery system route, I think, like, and like extended release, delayed release, even for things not not like pre-workout or caffeine ingredients, but like extended release melatonin, for instance. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where, and there's legitimate studies that show like why you should be using those a little bit more than just a regular melatonin, especially you see the new study that just came out that like oh, melatonin yeah. was 43% underdosed. Or I mean, are you a fan of melatonin for, I'm not a fan of melatonin personally. I have very poor sleep habits, such dependency on it. So, and you're not supposed to have dependency on it, but right. Yeah. I'd say it works, but yeah, it works. Yeah, but there right, is right. definitely a dependency. On yeah. That. Agreed. All right. I got a question. What new products are you guys excited for? From Rise? It could be either. Flavors or products? Um, either. Both. Woo! Energy drinks. I can't wait. I, it's, I mean, it's got to be energy drinks for me. Um, I also don't want to, like, blow anything that we're Spoil working on it. on the side, but there's there is one other completely new product development that may or may not come towards the end of this year, and I it's a personal category favorite for me, so... But for right now, energy drinks, for sure. The sleep? No. Okay. Selfishly, it's the the new collabs and flavors of loaded protein coming because <laughs> I can potentially yeah. use one in Fit Butters, which would be awesome. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So for me, it's really exciting to see stuff like that. Um, plus, I know some of the, the brands that you're working with, Nick, it's it's exciting, cool, fun, marketable. It's going to be delicious because if you haven't had Rise Protein before, you guys kill it. So yeah. from a I selfish think, standpoint, that's that's where I'm at. I think that's a good thing to mention too. So we have not had a protein licensed flavor yet, but it will be coming out in 2022. Mm-hmm. So a few, hopefully. Yeah, Nick, how do you, as you grow <clears throat> and you scale and you inevitably have to add more and more man or woman power to the team? What are three characteristics that a person must have in order to be successful at this company? It's a good question. I got a lot of uh, experience in that. Um, You've had some successes, and let's be honest. I've had some failures. (laughs) failures. (laughs) (laughs) Loyalty is number one. Um, All above anything. So you want three, but if you're loyal to me, that'll go farther than being lazy or or not being good at your job. But if you want three, number two is hardworking. Jake over here works his fucking ass off. He gets here at, I don't know what time you get here. Five. 
five. He gets here at five o'clock, leaves till five or even later. What time was he last night? Eleven o'clock. Last night at eleven. Yeah. So he does whatever I ask. So hardworking, loyalty, and then um, ability to adapt. So we're growing so quick uh, that sometimes I just flip the script instantly. I'm sure Greg can attest to this. Um, if you can't adapt, you can't be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we learned in the last, you know, 24 months, if you don't adapt, you die. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even within my organization, like I might change the whole thing at the 11th hour. Oh, no, no, no. There is no might. You will change the entire <laughs> thing at the 11th hour. But 99% of the time, it's worked out and it was for the right reasons. Agreed. Yeah. So. Is, is there some, we talked earlier on like people potentially not being a fan of you and like your work ethic. I, I, is there a trait that you possess that you know you want to work on, improve at? Um, like are you short-tempered? Are you impatient? I mean, are there things that you are like, maybe I do need to work on this? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a short fuse. Um, I am very reserved and quiet, but then if you push me to my breaking point, I I do get very mean, um, which I think being more transparent too, like laying things out on the table, sometimes I'll let things sit until the very end and explode. So I think just having that process and having people work through what I'm thinking before it gets to the end so things don't happen at the 11th hour. You looked at Greg and laughed like we, this has happened recently. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. Every day. No, I think, but getting that from an outside perspective, because I work with Nick and like if, you know, yeah, I'll be working from eight to five, six o'clock as far as like a day-to-day thing. But then, you know, like me and you talk all night long. We'll yeah. we'll do hour-long phone calls at 10 o'clock or while I'm doing cardio at the gym or something like that. I mean, this fucking um, guy posts a picture of the rise sign outside 1130 at night after he puts the kids to bed. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And when I'm out here, I mean, we always come back to the office afterwards to get things done. And that's just, I mean, it's... it's. Is I mean, it, that might be a trait too. I need to turn it off sometimes. Like, yeah, but I sometimes don't. it's necessary. And we're also in a position where... I'm a freak. Yeah, well... I really am. Like, I don't stop and it's not good for my health like sometimes like when I got COVID I fucking almost died so it's like I gotta try to put some time away and spend some time with my family so that's a big goal of mine and I've been doing better at it yeah yes the family aspect is you know not to me keep asking questions but you have no I love it keep going wife and children and and yeah you grind and I think you and I are wired very similarly in terms of like what we do and I find myself constantly looking at this fucking thing or just, you know, whatever it is. Um, but how has this been on your family? Your wife, I know, is very supportive. But there are things, I mean, you have to make yourself available to be there for wrestling, for life lessons. I mean, I'm sure you like to be there for family dinners here. And I mean, so yeah. how do you juggle everything that's going on? So I'm not that great at it. So that's what I'm trying to work on. But I can tell you when we were struggling to build the brand. So the first two years, I didn't take a paycheck from Rise. I We lived off our life savings, spent all my money. I moved off to Buffalo to like I remember that. live I a cheaper life. Yeah. yeah. So um lived with my parents. Yeah, I had money, but like it was just a different life and I was trying to make it work. So it was really fucking tough then. Like I let it all on the line. Now it's a lot better because we're doing well. I'm taking a salary. You know, it's it's easier from that aspect to be financially, um, mm-hmm. what's the right word? Not free. I'm not financially free. Yeah, yet, financially but comfortable. comfortable. Stable. Yeah, stable, comfortable. Um, so aside from that, I, I need to work at better, like definitely spending time with the kids. So one thing you mentioned was your phone. Like I keep saying I want to do this and okay. put the phone away for 30 minutes. And like in the closet or something, but I haven't yet. I mean, I've done it a few times, but I mean, we just got to keep working on it. Like but that's when you do it, isn't it liberating? Or do you, do you freak out? Cause you're like, who's texting me? Who's no, me? it's is it liberating. liberating. Uh, so there was not for me. There was a time period where I was having like horrible anxiety myself cause I was on the phone so much. So I would turn the phone off on my drive home. It was a 30 minute drive and it was the most gratifying free feeling ever because you're just driving Music on or music off. It's just a free feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, the, the thing never fucking stops. Yeah, I, so, I know. Well, yeah. I mean, even, like, I, I don't know how active you are on Instagram, but your TikTok DMs probably are, are fucking crazy. Insane. Yeah. Insane. I would say, I would say on the average, I probably get 50 DMs a day. Yeah. 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 And, oh, I mean, and that, that doesn't even 
count the people that I've already responded to that are messaging me back. Like uniques. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like you're saying about the, the driving thing, when I drive home from here, that's probably like the most liberating part of my day because I'm not answering anything. I'm not responding to anything. And, uh, and like it, it just builds up over time because in the last year I've been so consistent with responding to every single person, comments, DMs, yeah. emails. Yeah. It, so you set that level of expectation, right? You do. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way too. It's like you feel like you're doing a disservice to them if you're not yeah. acknowledging them. Yeah. And, 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 but it also makes you a better influencer yeah. because you yeah. do it. But, yeah. you know, and like what he said, he, like, I personally get such bad anxiety when I put my phone down because I know that, yeah. like, I have a responsibility to somebody. And if it's, you know, if I'm working and I'm not answering my fiance, I get anxious. And if yeah. I'm with my fiance or my family or my dogs or my friends or whatever, and I'm not answering Nick, I get anxious. And, like, he knows. I've sent him pictures while I was, you know, the night that I proposed to my fiance, I'm pretty sure I was answering emails, like, on, in the Uber on the way to the place where I proposed. It was yeah. just kind probably. of. Probably. Just my thing. And I, I'll be honest, I have, I met with like an entrepreneur recently and he had a name for this. But for me, my time to shut down is between the hours of like 11 and 2 p.m. I mean, 2 a.m. Because I feel like no one else is awake and like needing anything from me. So it's the only time that I can be in my own head and kind of like reflect on things. And that's not good, but it's my only time away. I guarantee you have a similar story, but Greg texted me while I was in the delivery room for fit players and i got back to you and i took care of an order for you personally while my wife was giving birth remember that you ordered something from amazon it came broken birthday cake i had no idea (laughs) but like i'm I'm thinking like jesus ryan you didn't need to answer that one but i'm thinking like your your newborn who's now walking not necessarily a newborn but i bet you had a similar story like you were probably answering emails while sitting waiting for the things so my first two kids yes um my last one with what happened with dallas i did not know you just left it out. Good. Right. Good. Yeah. So a little different, but yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first two I was, I think I was on the phone <laughs> while she's like pushing. I'm like, yeah, good job, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Who knows? But yeah, no, I understand that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Here we go. What is one thing you wish was different about the supplement Ooh. industry? Ooh, can I go? Yeah. Not so much childish bullshit. Meaning like, God, so I come a direct from stab at me. I come from corporate America, which is not always a good thing, but at least people behaved like adults. Yeah, there was nobody at General Mills talking shit about somebody at Kellogg because they didn't have time for that. They focused on growing their own brand. <laughs> we don't have time for it either. But I'm saying, like, think about all the brand owners, ambassadors, like it, yeah. it's spread across the industry who take time out of their day to acknowledge another brand, talk shit about a brand when they could have taken that time and effort and invested into what they're trying to build and grow. Yeah. If just worried more about like what we're trying to accomplish, yes, you should keep a finger on the pulse, but who gives a shit what they're doing? And why, you should, why can't we be happy for people when we accomplish things? I agree, and my caveat to that is that I feel a, a, a responsibility to respond to things, though. If they're taking a shot at you and your brand? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I'm saying for, if, for you to come out and be like, you say you post something probably like this brand shit. I mean, yeah. that happens all the time. Right. Without being provoked. Why? Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I don't, I, that's weird. Happens all the time. It's a yeah, constant, like. Unfortunately, I, there's just a lot of scumbags in this industry. Here's the difference between Brett and I. I have relationships with multiple brand owners because I work with multiple yeah. brands. So my phone will go off with a phone call from brand owner A bitching about brand owner C, and then I'm the middleman. It's like, why, why are you telling me this? Yeah, if you have an issue, this. if you have an issue with Nick Stella, call fucking Nick Stella. Yeah, call me. Because you'll get into it. I we have. I don't want to anymore. It's like, I try to be friends with everybody. So, like, I'm, I can hear you. You can tell me how this person, you're not a fan. Like, there are people who I'm really good friends with that you do not like. It doesn't impact yeah. the way I look at them. Because my yeah. relationship with them is different than yours. Yeah. So, that's mine. Fair point. Brett? Yeah, Brett, go. Yeah, I'm, I would agree, too. In, in similar fashion, like, I talk to a lot of people in the industry. And a lot of people don't like other people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I he looks at me. <laughs> I try to keep, you know, just solid ground with everybody. And at the end of the day, um, like what's best for one person isn't always going to be best for the other person. Yeah. And even though I am here at rise, I still respect what's best for everybody else. And you know, when it comes down to like comments and DMS and stuff, I'll just be honest. Mm -hmm. Like if you're asking me a question, I'm going to tell you what's best for you for my personal opinion and my professional opinion. Uh, so I, I wish there wasn't so much, you need to be taking this. You yeah. need to be taking that. You have to be just this brand. You could take products from separate brands. Mm-hmm. 
whatever's best for you at the end of the day is going to keep you the healthiest and let you enjoy this industry. Yeah. yeah. Quite frankly, that. you don't need any of this. You don't no. need it. No. no. It's a supplement. Yeah. But yeah, you want it. Yeah. And there is no best and there's no best to everybody. No. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the argument could be say like the people who go into Costco and buy the twin pack of C4, for instance, yeah. like if that's what it takes to get them off their couch into a gym to be physically active, who gives a shit? Take it. Granted, yes, would they be better served taking something like this? Of course. Yeah, I think but what kills me is, so you say that, but what really bothers me is these sketchy ingredients that people put in these products. There's like, that. That's different than C4, though, because there's no... No, no, no. Right? When you were talking right. about, like, saying shit, like, there might be times where I take shots at people in my story. It's just, like, frustrates me that these brand owners willingly, they might switch the name of it or an extract of something that they know is bad for people. And it, like, just make a solid, honest product that works like we do and stop trying to put these things in. It's like, yeah, but I mean, I can tell you, really, it's I not, put it's not the money, good it's ingredients, solid, corners. clean formulas out. And arguably we're one of the biggest brands in the industry. Yeah. I didn't cut corners. So you, I just hate that. I hate that because I know kids take these like 18, 19, 20, and they don't know what the hell they're taking. I have a unique hate, not hate. I have a unique thing that I would change in the industry. And I think it is when someone innovates, when a brand innovates, when a, when a category innovates or whatever, and then gets angry that another brand is coming in and doing it, evolving it, whatever. And I'm not even talking about who you probably think I'm talking about, but let's just use like Jim Stepani for an example, came in and he was, and you know, Nutribio probably did it first, but he came in and he kind of pioneered the whole fully transparent label thing, right? But then I remember there was a period of time when other brands were doing it and he was full blown making videos telling how, you know, this brand's copying us for doing this. If you're going to do something to make the industry better or to make consumers safer or, or more educated or more aware of what's going on, and then you hate on other brands for doing it, then you never did it for the right reason in the first place. That bothers me more than anything because you're a fraud mm-hmm. and it, it stretches to other things, to things that are more, you know, recently. And it's just, you know. I, I understand that like there is a level of being first to market in terms of putting in the work, putting in the investment and whatever, but early adopters might not always be the best way to do something. Right. Yeah. You got any more questions? I, I mean, I have a, a plethora. <clears throat> All right. You keep asking questions. So I, uh, I have like this new saying I'm trying to like, I don't believe in monogamy in supplements like you mentioned it before right we were like, all just like uh <laughs> it, 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 yeah, i'm put this on a t-shirt greg you know right. it's gonna sell i got you um but i think what makes like my platform super successful is i do try everything so i'm able to speak to multiple brands brett i know you're with rise but i'm sure you've, you've done multiple you've had multiple brands i'm sure still you does. Yeah. still use multiple brands right like so the question for everybody on the on the panel here is like what other brands do you use in your in your life and it's and, and it's okay to be fans of other brands like it's okay so I don't use any. Um, you don't drink energy drinks from other brands? Okay. Oof. So well, I, mean, I thought we were talking gotcha. about supplements. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I love C4. Yeah. Love C4. Well, Nutribullet has the best flavoring system. Maybe, yeah. maybe you'll change that. So uh, I like C4. As far as pre-workouts, I think Rise is unique where it has three different great pre-workouts. So I just stick to Rise. Do you but take a fish oil? No. You, you don't? Okay. No. Um, if I had to, I would probably go with Ghost. I like what they're doing, solid ingredients. I love where they're manufactured. Uh, I like their license. Mm-hmm. Well, you, Brett, you use anything other than Rise? Yeah. Don't uh, worry, it's not going to avoid your contract. No, a ton. <laughs> no, uh, you can still market other companies. Yeah. Just I mean, no code. Uh, do you want me to talk about, like, my favorite products that I use from other I brands? I mean, just, like, because obviously your staples are probably, like, loaded pre, things of that nature. But yeah. what else do you, like, interject into your day? So when you're talking to people on TikTok, you know, if they come at you and say, well, I use this. Yeah. Maybe you've used it, but at least you understand, like, what the brand is potentially. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say my top two other brands are Ghost and Glaxon. Okay. I love what Glaxon is doing from a, like an innovation standpoint. Um, Super Greens is my staple. Like that's been my staple for the last year. I've never switched off of that. Um, if I need something a little bit more aggressive, I'll go with like a Specimen Yo-Yo. Um, big fan of that product as well. Uh, Ghost, I love Ghost like from uh, like the collabs. You just can't go away from those right. flavors, um, clean products that are effective. And I genuinely enjoy using them. For example, their pump, 
I love that product. Uh, their new, like the Monstars collaboration. I love that just because it was very like nostalgic and you just want to grab it and use it. So those are my two other favorites. And then, uh, obviously I try a ton of stuff. There's a lot of stuff I enjoy, but not necessarily stuff that I go back and use on like a strict regimen. Yeah. 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 Greg. Um, I would say, so I'm, I'm weird with it. Like I definitely take other energy drinks. Like C4 is probably my favorite. I will say that when ours comes out, it will be ours just because I know the formula. I know the flavors already. And I know that I'm going to like it more than I like C4. Um, I take Ghost Greens. I think that if there's another brand that I would trust, it's definitely Ghost. And Glaxon, same thing. Did I did I say C4 Energy? You did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Celsius, sorry. I knew yeah, what I you thought meant. You said I knew what yeah. you meant. Yeah. Which is a brand that's killing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, flavors and I love Celsius. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it. I'm like, I like C4. I'm a nootropic guy. So mm-hmm. I like C4 smart energy if I'm going to grab a 16 ounce of anything. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting that I think everybody um, mentioned ghost and I'm only bringing it up because like, you know, on my platform, they've won brand of the year three years in a row. And I think from an impact standpoint, they've done some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys are obviously doing it too with the license collabs <laughs> with uh, the partnerships with vitamin shop. I mean, it's no secret. You have the number one pre-workout mm-hmm. vitamin shop going for eight months running, nine months running at this point. One, two, three. What, do, what does that mean? Number one, number, number two, one, number two. He brought it back up. Yep. Yeah. So um, it's Plus. exciting stuff. But arguably, if you if you think about some of the most popular brands in the space, it is Rise, it is Ghost, it is Glaxon, it's Axe and Sledge. It's these brands who are doing things differently, but off, I feel like they're doing it authentically. Like Rise encompasses your personality in the brand, the ambassadors, the athletes that you employ, believe in the mission. It's I think it's doing it a right way too. I think there's a right way to do supplements mm-hmm. from the labeling to where you get manufactured to what you're putting in it to fully transparent. There's a lot of companies that don't do that. Right. So I think that's why what you just named, I can tell you they're all manufactured at a good facility. They all have good labels. Yep. They all have clean ingredients. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Right. And I also think that like, you know, while we're all crushing it in the industry, I think there's a ton of differences between us. You know, mm-hmm. I think the culture at Ghost is way different than the culture is here. Oh yeah. I think that Glaxon is very focused on super, super unique, intelligently formulated products. And they have a, def- a very different culture and very different marketing from us. And then that's, that's kind of where I see it. Like we're all crushing at the, the levels that we're at, but we're all super unique in terms of how the brands run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't consider either of those brands necessarily competition. Even in the channels where we actually compete, so yeah, I, I, to me that's what the most exciting part of the space is. Is like and we don't talk about like first form or Alani New a lot either, but those guys are just like on another level of revenue for sure. Um, oh, yeah. But again, also like you know Alani New because of where they're in, they're meeting label claims, they're doing things correctly because you guys at Vitamin Shop or you know GNCs of the world like there's strict guidelines right. to get in those places, right? Um, so I mean, when people mention Rise with the likes of Alani and Ghost and potentially like I hate to bring the brand up but like you know how big Redcon was like you're in that same breadth of conversation a little humbling for you yeah yeah I mean I always knew we could get here um it's just been a long road and we're really I say this all the time in our videos but we're just getting started like the stuff we have coming is this is just the tip of the iceberg and we're just getting started so I'm excited just excited to see where it goes just the tip just the tip just a little just a little. What uh, We touched on some of the things here, and, and, and all three of you guys are privy to what's going on in this company, but 2022, what is going to be the biggest, most impactful thing that this brand does this year? Um, is it a retailer? Is it a product? Is it a new category that Greg mentioned earlier? There's like, so many things. There's got to be one um, thing that stands out to you, be like, this is going to be a fucking game changer for them. I, mean, I hate that term, by the way, game changer. I, but like, I th- I, Greg might disagree with me, but energy drinks. No, um, I, I fully agree. I, you know, we got three licensed flavors coming out the gate. Some of the flavors we have coming with licensed collabs, unmatched. So I'm going to say that. You guys are doing 200 milligrams of caffeine? Yeah. 200. Okay, I think. 16 ounce, 200 the thing milligrams. With energy drinks too, and this is like, I, I, the, comp, the competitor and you should like this too, but I think what's cool about energy is that no one at this table has been in it before. Like I've been in the dietary supplement space for a decade. Mm-hmm. I have never touched beverage. Um, we're not exactly walking the stairs into this pool. We're diving off the Olympic dive board, diving Ooh, board yeah. into this pool. So the like the challenge behind bringing Rise Fuel <clears throat> into the game is different because we're not doing it in a small way. We're not testing the waters. We're not doing anything. We're going in in the 
largest investment, largest way possible with the largest license collaborations and some of the ones we haven't even touched on. And it's just one of those things where it's like anyone who's ever been in beverage will tell you and has told me how challenging it is. Now that you put it that way, geez. <laughs> Why, dude, I mean, that's that's what it is, though. It's something to, to be scared of, but it's something yeah. to be proud of, too. Like, it's, you know. You gotta be excited yeah. about that beverage because so like excited. you just said that's one thing you can't live without. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It'll be oh, yeah. how many oh, cans a day are you going to consume? I keep it to one. How many but, are you going to consume? Oh, I, I don't two? know if I can discuss Two's that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> two two legally. Two. Uh, it depends if I have pre workout or not that day too, I guess. Literally so have a warning. Do not, that says, consume, do not consume more than two, more than two. two cans. Thank so, you. Yep. Two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm a I don't know, I'm just a big fan of business and entrepreneurs and like your story mm-hmm. and I think it's unique. Is there somebody it doesn't, hopefully it's not in the space, but is there another entrepreneur that just like inspires you that you, whether it's Gary Vee or whatever, I mean, is there somebody that you take some stuff from and just like employ it into your daily activities and, and your mindset? Mm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how entrepreneur, I mean, he's an entrepreneur, but Tony Robbins, yeah. um, believe it or not, I listen to a lot of his like speeches and motivational stuff. And have you met him? No. Well, we gotta make that happen. Right? Yeah. I'd like to, um, He'd probably enjoy his Sunny D uh, can. Probably enjoy Sunny D can. I don't want to do like his seminars, but mm-hmm. I do like to listen to like what he's got to say. What about it? Is what about his message resonates with you? It, it, it's not even just his message. It's just he hits everything. Like you'll be listening to it, and it's like you're like, damn, I've been there before. Yeah. Damn, I've been there before. Damn, like, I don't know. It's everything. He hits it on the head. So he's been through it all. All right, so the last question I'm going to ask you. Um, you're one of the youngest entrepreneurs in our space, one of the most successful entrepreneurs. I, I don't know if there's been an entrepreneur at your age that has accomplished this much. You can look at the guys at Ghost because I think they were pretty big at their age, at your age too. But like legacy is such a term that people toss around. Like when Nick Stella is done with this space and you're done with <clears throat> living life, what's the legacy that you want to leave behind? My kids. So first and foremost, my kids um, – family comes first for me but I mean obviously rise something I've put so much time and passion into that I hope it lives on to be a legacy brand are you gonna sell it someday I don't know do you want to no so that's never been the goal it's been the goal but I don't want to yeah um I don't know we'll see what happens you wouldn't know what to do with all that money you have to yeah, buy I don't know what to do yeah. but as of right now we're just gonna keep doing our thing and we're gonna kill it in 2022 I'm excited for you guys. I mean, we we award you guys breakup brand of the year. I wish I could send a text to people from Nick. This is how competitive Nick is. He was pissed about breakup brand of the year. Pissed for a couple different reasons. Let, let's talk through that. <clears throat> how the hell were we breakout brand of the year? I mean, for me, last year was the year that Rise broke through and was like, you know what? Now we're like, acknowledge me. We're, we're not going anywhere. You had good, steady, but like year 2021 was... Fucking insane compared to 2020. Yeah, but we, we that's the definition of breakout, right? But the, but the 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 growth we were at. Well, here's what you do: do it again this year, and then we can talk brand of the year. Okay, and then Deal. maybe I can bring a little uh, little title belt down here. Deal. So just 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 Deal. just keep. It we're going. gonna do it bigger this year. Bigger this year. So for those watching or listening, Nick's gonna write me a check because we're you know we we get paid to give away that brand of the year, right, Greg? Uh, all the works. awards. That's yeah. that's really <laughs> it. They're all yeah. paid. So. Uh, I'm excited for you guys. I thought you guys had an amazing 2021, 2022. It's cool. I, I mean, it's you got good people aligned. Greg's okay, so uh, you know it's exciting that you have a. I think <laughs> you have a culture. <laughs> well, I paid for it, so thank you. Uh, your culture that you built down here is amazing. The the, the people I met today is cool. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to move into a bigger new space, so you can give me some of that gym equipment and I can replace it with better stuff. Um, but just keep. Doing you, Nick. I don't care who you piss off. I don't think he does either. So. One thing I promise I will do. Doing you? Yep. And let's get that boxing match with you and Mark. I I told you to set it up. I mean, I could set it up. Set it up. All right. I'll go to uh, Nashville for it. Big. Then we can hit Broadway. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I'm in. I know you're in. Is this I mean, be, I'll be uh, friends with the guy after, too. I got is this going to be a drug-free no. boxing well, match? That's impossible. Well, then I no. can't go. No. <laughs> drug-free for me. <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps up this podcast. Plug your social media channels. It was great having... Oh, there it is. Great having you guys. At Brett Westover, TikTok, Instagram. 
at Fitness Informant. Hope you enjoyed that podcast with Nick, Greg, Brett, and myself. Uh, a couple of reveals, a couple of taste tests. Um, just try to get raw and real a bit with Nick because he isn't the most well-liked CEO in the space, and I can tell why. And I like Nick, and I like the aggressive nature, and I like the competitiveness, but to some, that can rub them the wrong way. Nick's got a goal of being the absolute best at what he does and everything that he does, and that dates back to probably his days in elementary school and, and growing up in sports, collegiate wrestling. So you get it. Uh, I understand it, and I respect it. Him and I have gotten into it in the past because we're both competitive-minded spirit people. But with respect to one another, I do like Nick. I like what Rise is doing. I think that they are going to have just a massive 2022 and that a lot of brands will be looking at this brand and say, holy shit, they did it. Hit that subscribe button if you're on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button if you're listening via Spotify. If you're watching via YouTube, subscribe to the channels. You'll get so much more on top of this podcast. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, all of the above. Fitnessinformant.com is our official website for all things supplement reviews, rankings, news, deals, workout routines, and nutrition plans. Until next time, I'm Fitness Informant, founder of the CEO. Let's fucking go.